the Ealing Cricketer. What bizarre sport cricket is. Last week, the ones weren't happy with five points. This week, they're taking their one and they're running. The twos, short runs for weeks, blasted 300 of. 293 in a 12-point smash and grab with runs coming from all orifices and a five-bag for Argentin Dulca. The threes, as top-of-the-table clash ended in a damp draw. Henry Anton's batting was, in fact, so boring, both sides decided to call it. And we hear from Stoey after his action-packed Saturday. Ned Russell is on the pitch and on the podcast to talk all things threes from the weekend. Lee Parry is back playing cricket. Missed the meet time, though, didn't he? Ask ECC turns agony on and the day is finally here. Christian Martin is on the podcast. My name is Mungo Russell. I'm joined by Lee Parry. Lee, you've got to be excited. I am, but mine the 13s um, this weekend. Um, and the reason I, I did notice you you mentioned I was late to the, the fixture, which I got uh, heavily fined for. Among the 13s, Mung had a very bad weekend this weekend. Um, the the game actually finished quite early. We played a, a very strong um, Bedford modern uh, team who actually we bowled out for 55 last year. So we, we thought it was going to be a bit of a walkover. But we got rolled for 36 uh, and they chased it down in seven overs and I left uh, with my tail between my legs. But... When it played for the Muddy Twos, and my day only got better. God, did it get better. I mean, rolled for 36, that, that isn't much. And tail between the legs is really uncomfortable Also, I've heard. Mine doesn't fit between my legs. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the game, I mean, runs everywhere. Where were you playing, Leapy? And what time did you get there? I arrived uh, 27 minutes late, exactly. Um, we were we were going quite nicely. Oddly, though, as soon as I arrived, got out of my car, and as I walked onto the pitch, we lost our first wicket. So I'm taking full responsibility for that. So sorry, Kieran. Uh, awful shot, by the way. What was he doing? Trying to you know whack someone over extra cover, getting caught point on a posted stamp. Uh, very small ground, man. As um, as the listeners and you know, um, we batted really nicely all the way through. Everyone. Um, Everyone played their bit, played their part. <sighs> I don't really want to say it, but Alex Fell, 40, 41 not out, played beautifully at the end just to get us to a you know a total. And we we did sort of dangle the carrot per se, but Felly up top bowled beautifully from the fell end. Argentin Dulka ran in and bowled his heart out and deserved every wicket that he that he got. If I'm honest, it was like a chess game. Uh, we got through the first few. Uh, there's this guy that came in, we had the spinners on, and he he blasted us everywhere. He played spin really, really nicely. Um, and a few of the old boys got together, had a plan, uh, stuck to it. And, um, yeah, we sort of bowled them out. It was, it was a great, great team effort, and the, and the buzz in the change room uh, was terrific. And it comes at a really nice time as well for the twos. At 12 points, real shot in the arm for them um, and, and their league standing especially given that this is about the time when we start getting all those bloody talented school children back as well. Those university students coming back. So your, your Ludos, your, your Chico's, your Conor O'Flaherty's, a lot of people coming back. Alex Gallimore is going to be back soon. Camsey will be back from injury soon. So they've got loads of players to come back. What a week to get 12. What I found funny was, I mean, Feli said on, on the Sunday, that I mean, he's had a beautiful day's cricket, maybe his best ever game for Ealing. It's certainly his top score. He was not out. He got three foot at the fell end. 
And yet, he wasn't even man of the match. Like, Arjun got more runs and got more wickets. Like, it must be pretty tough to take for Feli. Was, I imagine he was pretty disappointed afterwards. Feli loves his cricket. We all know that. He plays uh, with his heart on his sleeve. Um, and to be fair, you know, he would have... He probably might have got man of the match, but, you know, Arjun, Arjun literally batted unbelievably well uh, and, and won us the game with a ball, if I'm honest. You know, as, as you know, Mung trying to, trying to bowl the side out uh, was a very good batting wicket, if I'm honest, on a on a posted stamp, which I've, I've already mentioned. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was job done. Love to see Arjun come to the party. Briefly, before we hear from Stowey and Ned, uh, another quick word on on our young 15-year-old prodigy, Abzar Leapy. Um, 50 for him, first two's 50. He is batting um, unbelievably well. It was actually ridiculous to watch him and Arjun batting together, uh, two relatively uh, young players at the club. Absar is man. He looked good. He looked really, really good for for a young man. He played. He played a very, very intelligent innings. He he waited for the bad ball. You know, he didn't really give it away until he got out, obviously. But he, um, mark my words, he'll be in the one soon, very soon. And there were runs at the end for Ash. There were runs some some runs for Owen and some runs for Glenn as well. Who've, who've both been uh, by their own admission a bit short. So really, really positive stuff. Now let- Sorry, you you about to carry on, and I'm not going to let you. Am I allowed to talk about the bomb that I hit into the tennis courts or not? Well, I'm surprised you didn't bring it up earlier, and I'm actually uh, ashamed of you that you didn't. No, but that's what I was asking you, because I know how much you like to talk about your batting. I, on the other hand, prefer to ask you, if you don't mind if I do, uh, talk about how well I hit that ball into the six and nearly killed, uh, killed two tennis players in one, uh, in one hitting. Um, but if you're not going to allow it, then we can move on. It's not a problem. Thank you. Yeah, you can talk about it. Um, I got nine at the weekend, by the way, got, got bowled. You see, you haven't spoken about your batting because you haven't done well. This is the problem with you. When you don't do well, still talk about it. Because at the end of the day, you contributed in some kind of way. I scored 11. It was a great 11. I had one massive bomb. It was beautiful, actually. Just flick off the wrists into the tennis courts, shout of, uh, shout of heads. Uh, and the, uh, the ball came back about half an hour later when we eventually found it in, I think it was near Watford. We got it back. That's all you're looking for when you hit a bomb, isn't it? Just a call of heads somewhere. Like, watch out! <laughs> Everyone shouted it. Everyone shouted. That was, um, mate, honestly, to, to be part of that uh, that side of the weekend and hopefully they go from strength to strength. Um, I think Fezzi is back this weekend. So the uh, the captain will be at the helm. Um, so, yeah, a few uh, a few good games. They're at home of cricket ECC this weekend. So, yeah, go the twos. Let's hear from Stowie and let's hear from Ned. Harry Stowe won't keep you long because because um, you have to shoot off. That was an eventful day for you, wasn't it? It was um, an emotional roller coaster. One I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, let's let's rattle through your involvements in the game. <laughs> Firstly, you almost got into a fight with with one of their players. Um, excellent work. What was the incident? What happened? And um, and as PG as possible, what was as said? PG as possible. Um, basically, I was uh, attempting to field the ball off my own bowling. The batsman happened to run in my line. I didn't push him over. On the way back, the non-striker had a word with me. I retaliated with some words, and it escalated from there to a non-PG conversation. So you came into that promotion to ten this week after after last much. week. Came into Enjoyed bat, that. and we were, we were a long way behind the game. Never we going to get a result. We were. Beastie gets out, you're with Christian, 22 overs left, and what happened then? You know what, it's just nice actually to, to get a bit of time in the middle. Don't often get that time in the middle, so 
on a flat one with the ball not doing much, it was quite a nice place just to block it. And there was a, a nice little ironic moment where you, I mean, you've got you've got a very distinctive swipe of the cricket bat, <laughs> and, you, like that. and you've swiped another one towards mid on in the air. Yes, well, it, you know, I know you, you pick your weak fielders, don't you? Uh, and obviously, Bash, um, we had a bit of a bit of banter in the middle, um, and I knew his head was scrambled. So you just got to pick your fielders, don't you? And uh, fortunately for me, I picked the worst one on the on the team. <laughs> It is Bill the Catch. You and Chris batted out 22 overs together. You faced almost 70 balls for your 20, 22. Are you disappointed with your strike rate? Absolutely. Going from 118 down to 32 is disappointing. However, needs must. And the important thing was we got the draw and kept them out there for as long as possible. Do you think anyone in the history of cricket would ever have gone from a 600 strike rate to a 32 strike rate game to game? If you have, please contact me. Um, I'd like to discuss Thanks, Stoey. Pleasure. Well done, mate. Oh, and you got three for as well. Very uh, good. Thank you very much. Ned, you're back playing cricket. Yeah. Your finger is almost healed. Almost healed, yeah. And you had a pretty good Saturday. You got four. Yeah, four good ones. Four good ones. Sneak one through between keeper and slip on my first ball. It's, once. That's they, all you... But they all count, hey, so that's pretty good. No one cares about how you did, Ned, if I'm honest. The, what the listeners want to hear. Let me tell you why you are my favourite Russell in the whole entire world. One, you don't irritate me. You're a very polite, genuine guy. Two, you don't spend all of your time talking about your batting. No. Well, there's very little to talk about in my case, so that makes it pretty easy for me. Harsh. Harsh. Uh, Three, far better looking. Fact. Easy. Uh, And four... I just you might I don't need any more reasons. You're literally literally my my favourite Russell. Uh, Ned, having having played in the threes this this weekend, are the boys starting to get a little bit nervous. So what was what was the feel around the the side after the weekend? Uh, nervous, not at all. Um, although, yeah, an unfortunate losing draw to the now top of the league. Uh, we're very much within striking distance. I think the gap's only three points. Uh, we played them in the final game of the season. So as long as we're within 10 points of them, the points difference really doesn't matter at all. It's just going to be a all-out shootout on the on the final day. So, yeah, no one's worried. Everyone's feeling pretty good. Who would you say is the most annoying player in the team then? Uh, it's, I mean, uh, it's not actually tough to say. Uh, Ar Patel, wow, what a bloke, what a guy. Um, that man, he, uh, he always inserts himself into the game. Um, wherever he is, uh, 24 overs on the trot, which is a great effort, to be fair. Uh, but I'm so, he probably didn't talk about that at the club after, so it's, you know, I, th- I thought I'd tell everyone now. Uh, he's a great guy, um, although he was so frustrating that Hanton barbecued him when he was on about 10, and that destroyed all our chance of winning the game, but it was worth it. Um, yeah. On, on Hanton, um, uh, such a stylish batter. <laughs> Oozes class. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, um, I think there were even his staunchest supporters would say that he was not at his most fluent on Saturday. Uh, but I would say it's the mark of a true great that even when you're looking scratchy, you still play a match saving innings. So fair play, hands on. He's, he's definitely leading from the front. Um, and yeah, just look at the number of balls he faced to, to really figure that out. I've just thought, I reckon, and this is start of the week. This will be the first ever weekend in ECC history that all three captains have ended not out. Is that true? 
Yeah, Feli was not out. Hanton was not out. Christian was not out. You see, I like that. I like that, Mark. That's to be great. Thank you very much. Ned, before we let you go, yeah. where are the threes going to finish this year? I mean, I know this podcast has a record of, uh, of some would say, jinxing the threes. But as a threes player myself, I'm, I'm very confident that the threes will finish top of the league under Hanton's leadership. So, yeah, we can all look forward to that. The Eda Cricketer would like to thank you for your time. And if you do have actually more time, I would prefer to have Ned Russell than Mungo Russell hosting this very brilliant podcast. To be fair, you add more value um, and you're just a great guy. So, Ned, thank you for your time and all the best to you in the threes for the rest of the season. Mungo, you can shut up and go away. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, Mungo. Thank you, Leland Cricketer. See you, lads. Shutting up, going away. That was all incredibly rude. Before we hear from Christian Leapy, we have a couple other things that we should quickly discuss. We have President's Day and we have the T20 National on Sunday that we that we both played in. Um, I apologise. I got out, which meant that we didn't get to bat together for the first time for the club, um, which was a real shame. Um, and it was actually quite a tough day. Not, not one to dwell on. Uh, not really. To be fair, we, if we're brutally honest, missing a couple. Um, we weren't at our best. Um, yeah, draw a line under it. Carry on. Yeah, one of those. Oh, Christian bowled very nicely. To be fair, actually, for his in his four overs, um, no one else bowled particularly badly. No one else bowled particularly well, and we went from seventy-seven for one to one hundred twenty-nine, basically all out of nine down. So, uh, President's Day, a yearly great day for the club. Um, we actually have a chat with Bob Fisher that we're gonna um, that we're gonna share with you uh, before before we hear from Chris. And I think that's all there is to it, right? That's all, that's all there is to the day. Wow. Well, I suppose if there is anything, I, I suppose I did score 100. Um, if there was something, <laughs> if there was something to talk about from the day, um, you know, like the things would be like, well, Ollie was bowling some off spin, Feli considered bowling some tweakers left-armed, um, Anand got, got, a, got a nice, a nice-ish 80. And then I scored a glorious 100 and, and, um, and we won. So... Uh, that if there was something to talk about, that that would be it. Um, but there isn't really. I mean, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw you. I'm gonna throw you the question. D- does that count? Does it count? Does it does it actually count? It would be a horrible slight on the opposition to say that it didn't. <sighs> if someone asked me you now how many hundreds I scored in my life, I'm saying two. So you're counting that as one of your hundreds? Yes, definitely. I don't think you can do that. Of course, I can do it. No, you can't. I don't have enough. I, I don't have enough to, to cherry pick yet. Maybe down the line, if I get some more in other games, I might then strike it from the record. But at the moment, it's it's in there. So you're telling me that all the hundreds I've scored in the Nets this year against under 13s, they count as well? No. Why? Well, you're comparing the bowling attack I faced of, of high quality to the bowling attack you faced in the Nets of 13 yards. And this wasn't a net. This was a real game. Have you ever faced Rian and Kessavan? Good little bowler. <laughs> I'll rest my case. They all count. I've got six. <laughs> Let's hear from the Prez himself, Bob Fisher. I'm here with the Prez himself on present say. Bob, have you had a good day so far? Yeah, fantastic, Mongo. Thank you very much and congratulations on your century. Thank you. I'm, I'm not sure I'll bring that up in the rest of the podcast. Okay. I can't see myself <laughs> mentioning it really, actually. Why, why not? It's <laughs> me saying it. <laughs> yeah. um, well, first, first President's Day as President and all, all you thought it would be? Happy with how it's yes, gone? Yes, really pleased with how well it's gone and so pleased that so many of the guys that played in my 
uh, day uh, were able to attend. No, it's, it's a lovely setup we've got here with the, with the white tables down by just next to the pavilion and the bacon rolls before the start and the coffee. And the, everyone that's been here today seems to have had a really, really nice time. And the cricket's been good as well. Yes, it has. And it's been good to see uh, some of the young guys that I don't really know who actually play in Ealing Third Eleven uh, playing out here on the, on the main ground. Yeah, we've got three of them here today. And um, no, you're right. It's, it's, and it's, it's really good for those guys as well, I think, to, to get the chance to play on this ground. But I mean, especially as they're a title charge that you know, we don't mention very much on the podcast. Uh, Bobby, you've obviously seen a lot of the games this year. I'm happy with how, how the season's gone, Freeling. And, and what do you see coming in as we move into the second half? Uh, I'm, 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 I guess I'm, I am happy, but I, I fear that we're not as strong perhaps this season as we have been in previous seasons. So mm. at the moment, I think I'd be rather content with just finishing in a mid-table position. Mm, yeah, I agree. If we can, I think we'd be, if, if, we, if we can sneak into, into a top four top four maybe maybe best of the best of the rest and we'll be content i think would be a bit disappointed to be bottom half um but no it, it's it's gone really well today and long may that continue for the rest of the year and thank you for joining us on the podcast Bob. No, my pleasure thank you it is time to introduce this episode's special guest our guest has 236 wickets in the Middlesex Premier League and an average of 20.8, with a best of 6 for 33, 8-5 bags. He's the 10th highest Prem wicket taker of all time after the weekend. But more importantly, he's got 681 runs at 11.16, with a highest of 60. He's a league-winning captain. He's a national winner. The current captain of ECC, he is Christian Martin. Christian, meet Lee. Lee, meet Christian. Hi, Lee. Nice to meet you. I've been playing with Christian for years, bud. So we've already met. I don't know why oh, you have. have to say that. Oh, well, that's going to make things much, much easier. Okay, well, let's crack straight on then. Uh, Chris, we've heard briefly from Stowie about the weekend already on the pod and about his his flashpoint and and uh, <laughs> and your partnership. It was a fiery game. It was. It was a fiery game. Um, I didn't know. I didn't. It was difficult to know what was harder, trying to pull Stowie back from a fight or block out for. 25 overs I'm not sure I had much chance there either in the uh, in the beginning no in fact if it were all to happen again I would give you very little chance at both if none actually I I can't imagine there was much faith on the balcony when I walked out to bat at 130 odd for nine with 22 overs to go I had absolute faith Christian and I do apologize for my podcasting co-host he as you may or may not be aware on this podcast, only cares about himself, his bowling, and especially his batting. He does care more about his batting than anyone else's batting, that's for bloody sure. Um, I actually, I went downstairs after I got out because I was so angry, couldn't deal with all the chatter in the changing room, ended up having a, a, a chat with Shawzy that lasted a, your whole partnership because I was sitting down and it was going well and I couldn't move. So I think my diligence and sitting down there for such a long time and Shawzy's diligence for doing the same, despite, despite the bad mood I was in, he put up with me for that time so we could win. So actually it's really credit to Tom Shaw. As, as you know, Mungo, I am a very superstitious individual. So if you, if you had have moved and, and we'd have got out, there's only one man I'm, I'm blaming. It wouldn't have been Harry Stowe for his random vicious swipes across the line. It would have definitely been you for moving. I just noticed there, Christian, I don't know if you noticed how Mungo literally claimed the reason why you got, the losing draw on the weekend. It had nothing to do with the the fight, the heart, the toil, the blood, sweat and tears that the two of you had to go through. Only because 
Munger was sat down in the same chair for a very long time is the reason why you didn't lose that game. You're welcome. I, I can't I can't disagree with him. I, uh... Christian, I, I was asking important questions on the pod. Um, <clears throat> Mungo loves his stats and, you know, rubbish chat about cricket. Uh, best person to shower with at the club? Well, it's not you. What? Why? I'd ask you, yeah, I was going to say I'd ask you for a reason, but there's no point on answering that. So you can swiftly move on unless Mungo would like to know why. No, Mungo knows why. Mungo knows why. You just, mate, you just smell terrible. Like, you should double up. You should have at least three showers. Honestly, mate, you smell horrible. If ever there was a man that would enjoy having three showers on a Saturday evening, it's Lee Barry. I, def- I definitely don't need to double up, I'll tell you that. So who is it then? I, I think I, I, like, I shower a lot with Scott. So I'm going to say I'm going to say Scott. I, lo- I like he's got a lovely um, rug of chest hair, which is is wonderful. You shower a lot with Scott. You get coffees with Scott. You know, you your 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 respective fiancés and yourselves. You, you see you see a lot of Scott. Is there something that that we that we don't know? I, I don't I don't think so. I'm not sure I'm Scott's type. I think I'm a bit I think I'm a bit uh, tall for Scott's type. Chris, we are this we are halfway through the year now. Uh, we've we've played everybody, and I don't know what you think, but it feels like we're in a strange place where we've had a great feel around the club for the whole year and a great feel about our side. And yet we now, we're now in sixth, 34 points off the top. How would you in brief sum up how we've gone for these nine weeks? Yeah, I think it's, I think you've probably summed it up quite well there, Mungo. I think there has been a, a fantastic feel around the club this year, um, especially with with the threes doing so well. Um, it sort of brought the vibe around the whole place um, up high. I think we've not had a huge amount of luck go away. Some bloke keeps losing tosses, and then when he does win them, making the wrong decision. So that probably hasn't helped us. Um, and there's been a few games where we've maybe not quite played as well as we could have done or a couple of things not quite gone away. But at times we've shown that we can be very good. We put in a couple of really good performances against North Mid and against Richmond. So I think it's just about trying to find a little bit more consistency as a side um, to sort of go up that league table. But I don't I don't think it's been a, a bad year so far at all. Comparing us with North Mid, not only did we beat them, we've, we've like North Mid's, only lost two games. The Teddington game, who are, we would have won if the game had run its full course. It just feels like a really bizarre turn of events where we feel like we can win every game that we play. But yeah, as you say, perhaps don't don't have the consistency of those Ealing sides of of old that have that have gone on and, and won the thing. Yeah, and and I think we we've obviously had a couple of injuries again this year that that we had last year, and maybe we don't have quite the depth of of those past Ealing sides. But we've, I mean, it's it feels strange to sit here, but we've not, we've not lost an all day game. We played four all day games, and 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 we yet we yet to lose one, and we sort of went into the all day stuff not far off the top of the league. So, it's it's it really does feel like a bit of a a bit of an odd year so far. The uh, the Premier League, <clears throat> which we all playing obviously and then I've been playing for a while 34 points by the way is actually not a lot um, things can change very 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 quickly and even your best side sometimes you know if you lose you lose two in the bounce you win two in the bounce think, you know that, that table can chop and change very very quickly and come the end of the year where I still think our, our best our best way of playing is the one day stuff you know if, if we continue fighting and doing our best you just never 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 know 
100%. And I think that's something that I, I keep trying to get across every week. We're only one or two performances away from being right back in the hunt, especially going to play North Mid in a couple of weeks' time. We go and beat them, having beaten Stanmore, and, and, and the league table is going to look completely different and we're going to be in a completely different spot. So it is... It's amazing to look back and think about how much cricket we have already played and we're only halfway through. There's there's so much cricket left to be played. There's so many things. There's there's so much water to go under the bridge. Um, so yeah, we'll see. But I'm 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 confident. I, there's a real there is a really great buzz around the club um this year and, and something that sort of we've worked hard at as a side, especially in the ones to to have that sort of feel where people people want to come in and they're enjoying playing cricket. This might be a tough one to answer, um, Bud, but have you found, obviously, with all the, the success that the club has had and because of what the club has always been, you know, since you've taken over, have you found it quite difficult to, with the challenges of, of, of it being so successful, the expectation for us to just do well all the time and when things don't sort of particularly go to plan, how have you coped with that? And have you found it being a stressful job or have the boys rallied round and, and you've you've maybe enjoyed the challenge I don't know how have you found it it's it's definitely a stressful job <laughs> especially go, when you go through a season like last year um, where you have so many injuries to key players but no I, 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 I love the challenge of it um, it started really well winning the league in your first season I thought this was this was quite easy um, and then sort of we've we've never really actually I've been doing it for six years now there hasn't been too many times where we've gone from one season to the next and been able to keep a settled side and that's really something that I feel like we're building at the minute going into maybe maybe we're a year too early, but we've really got the bones of a, of a very good side there now. Um, and the challenge, the challenge is great. We've been we've been, as any other club standard would go, pretty successful. We won four trophies in five years. Um, I was having a chat with Carlos from Twickenham last year and he would he would bite your arm off for one of those. So. It's it's amazing how a club like Ealing, who had the success that, that we have had over the years, measures success four trophies in five years when two middle six cups and a middle six t20 doesn't really cut it kind of thing so it is a it is a huge challenge but one that obviously things are slightly changing with the with the club over the last few years in terms of sort of players moving on and, and getting older and the league is very strong now very competitive you don't see many back-to-back -back winners of the league anymore um, so it's it's definitely something that is is a challenge, but it, yeah, it's an enjoyable one, and, and the boys definitely rally around it for sure. Like as I say, I can't speak highly enough for for how good the atmosphere is in our first team at the minute. Yeah, and something that you actually mentioned at the weekend is how often this year we've we've shown real character as a side in in games that I mean we keep on saying that look we'd have lost that game last year, we wouldn't have got that result last year, and and that's true of basically all the all day games that we've had. We could easily have lost four all-day games this year and we haven't lost any of them yeah well, one 100 i think like we were 30 for three at crouch end 30 for three against teddington we got we were unlucky against teddington we got a positive result at crouch end hornsey were 120 for none and we got a winning draw and i mean we only got one point on saturday but last year there's no there's no way stoey and i can get through 22 overs so we are it is something i firmly believe we are making strides in the right direction and there is a huge amount of fight in this side now and it's just about trying to put take that and put those performances together as a, as a group christian where not ealing in the premier league is your favorite place to bowl oh I love bowling at Richmond, but that might have something to do with the fact they got a team of left-handers. Um, but Richmond, best tea, Chris. 
you've heard best tea a lot and they're all correct but i will add a couple of new ones into the mix this year crouch end was very good um and one of the most hospitable places i've been and um hornsey was excellent the barbecue was excellent there but i'll go crouch end for their hospitality as well yeah a couple of jugs of squash in the change room before the day begins is a lovely touch i was late to my fixture uh, this weekend um, and hadn't had breakfast I can now uh, recommend Highgate uh, as a good place to go they do have a um, a Chinese um, in the ground itself sorry in the clubhouse itself uh, and about I think it was 15 minutes before I went out to bat I had a nice chicken pad thai which was unbelievable by the way uh, and we did have Chinese for uh, for lunch which was superb so if you want a good Chinese Get down to Highgate CC, Chris. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna press you for a league game that you remember distinctly. Uh, very very obvious choice, Mungo. I reckon you can you can even guess this choice. Uh, this weekend. This weekend. Not this weekend. Not this weekend. Um, actually, this game, I, I probably had one of the all-time TFCs. Uh, 2017, the year we won the league, we turned up to Hampstead. Um, we had this young beanpole of a fast bowler who decided to tell me in the morning of the game he was too injured to bowl. Um, that's that's Mungo, for, for those of you that don't know. Uh, it's drizzly, it's green, it's uh, it's overcast. Obviously, I lose the toss. Sorry, lads, we're having, we're having a bat. Um, we were 200 for none at lunch off 30 overs. Uh, Morts and Robbie put on 250, which is a, a league record for the first uh, first wicket, I think. Um, we declared at 330 uh, for 3.30 for off about 50 overs and bowled them out for 130 and Potters took seven for it. I think the only thing I did all day was was take a catch. So, yeah, that's probably my, uh, my favourite league game. I just knew I wasn't needed. Knew the boys were on form. You should know that I bowled one over in that game and it was a maiden you're the reason why they won the game you did nothing but they won the game because you were there obviously the other the other game i will give a shout out to is uh, is watching jack shepherd hit the winning runs against shepherd's bush at home when we were chasing 100 um i think i slept in your caravan actually that nightly it was uh, yeah it was a, a small celebration Chris, before you leave us, where would you be happy for us to finish in the league this year i mean obviously i'd like us to win the league whether how realistic that is I, I i don't know i think as as high as possible is probably the the right answer anywhere in the top three i'd be pretty happy um i think we can i'd be disappointed if we didn't give the middle sets cup a real good run um try and win a trophy and hopefully it ends with the sort of the the twos finishing up high and the threes winning the league as well and i think if if we can finish in the top three and be be in the mix in the last few games and have a chance to win the league and, and maybe win the Middlesex Cup, you'd say that's a, a pretty successful year off the back of last year. Mate, pleasure to have you with us. So, sorry it took us so long to get you on the podcast. I don't really know what that was about. Um, just like miscommunications and there's nothing nothing quite worked for us, did it? So Just a busy man, unfortunately, mate. But but thank you. Thank you for fitting me in. We are brutally honest here at the Eden Cricketer. Mungo made it very clear from day one that he did not want you on the podcast. I've been begging for the last 16 or so episodes. Uh, and today I finally broke him. So uh, this has been a dream of mine. Um, Mungo has been the most upset man today, but we finally get to hear from the man himself, Christian Martin. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, we wish you all the very best uh, and your team for the season. Uh, and from me, Mungo, the Eden Cricketer, we, we love your work. We'll be behind you. We support you. And uh, all the very best, champion. Good luck.
thanks for having me guys and uh hopefully uh hopefully won't be too long till i'm back who's that mate so awkward wasn't it i've got no idea who that was who booked who booked him who got him on i might i don't know i don't know maybe milo did it maybe he just like surprised us with someone with some fun. we were busy just doing our zoom our zoom chat and he just joined up and was like hey you're on part of the podcast this week I just pulled that. I made those stats up. All complete lies. The only reason why I knew it was him is because his name came up on the screen. It said Christian Martin. Do you have to do that politely and go, hey, hi, you're welcome. And I was going to ask, like, it's spelled with a K as well. Who does that? It's not spelled right. Who does that? Two first names as well. He's got two first names. He's got a first name. It's his name. I don't trust it. I'll tell you who does that. Cheryl and Stu. Have a word. Lee P, it's AJ time. Now, I spent a lot of time with AJ, actually, this weekend, and uh, we, we shared our first proper hug. How's he been doing? He is a great hugger, though. I mean, you, a hug from AJ makes you feel good, man. Genuinely, genuinely made me feel much better. And also, it must be so nice for you to have AJ running around, because there are so many of you guys now that, that have young children running around the club on a Saturday, getting to see you play. Like, AJ was there on Sunday watching you play. That must be such a nice atmosphere. Uh, what's it feel like as a dad or as a group of dads? It's amazing how, you know, the great thing is, is all the players, past and present, are able to bring their, their, their children or their families down. And, you know, it's an open door policy. And then hopefully from that, our children one day, you know, we'll be, we'll be sat on the sidelines having a beer, me and you, Mung, watching, you know, the AJs and the Sebastians and the, the you know, maybe Alia will be playing cricket one day. You never know. It's just an amazing place uh, to be part of. Um, and for that reason, we're going to find out what AJ's word of the week is. So, AJ, what is your word of the week? My word of the week is snosh. Thanks, AJ. Thank you for my hug, AJ. It is time for Ask ECC. And this week, we sent out the call that we were turning agony aunt. We wanted to hear people's problems. We're done answering hypotheticals. We want to know what is going on in people's lives and how we can help. And boy did people deliver? Lee, I have for you a genuine issue that someone's brought us. This is something that I think a lot of cricketers will face. And uh, it's something that I think you personally need to hear. I'm ready. Hit me with it. Hit me with it. This is from an anonymous source. Hi, chaps. I'm writing in from my office desk with what can only be described as a joint workplace and cricket conundrum. Now, my issues began a couple of months back when I was cornered by my FD, finance director, finance director, or by even a finance director. <laughs> for men of the creative arts such as yourselves. You know what? A finance director for men of the creative arts such as yourselves. Can we just like cut this so I don't sound like a lunatic? Anyway. And told that in no uncertain terms, I was to make myself available for an upcoming company cricket match. The first in the company's history. I was not surprised at this as we had talked cricket often pre-pandemic and he was aware I spent my weekends itching to get a well-balanced son text from dad. Fast forward to the present day and the financial director's son, who has an internship at the company and is leading the side, is there any length a father won't go to to get a son an armband, has reached out to confirm my availability. In said reach out, he has typed, I've heard you're a very good cricketer. A phrase that, whilst stroking my ego, has also deeply unsettled me. We're a month out from said game, which appears to have turned into a 2020 day, and I can already feel the pressure mounting. So, 
I guess my questions are thus. Do I accept the compliment and all the pressure that comes with it? Or do I dismiss my own cricketing ability in the hope that after performing okay, a colleague describes me as a good little player? Do I send an email to my old club asking them to remove my play cricket as there's no way anyone would describe me as a very good cricketer from my yielding stats? Or do I just pretend that I've got something on and take a day of annual leave to preserve this image of being a very good player? Appreciate the help, boys. Anon. Lee, there's a lot to unpack there. I want your initial thoughts. So, Henry Anton, if you're listening, I... Uh... <laughs> I can tell you it is, it is not Henry Anton. Oh, that would have been nice. Because he would just crumble under the peer pressure, wouldn't he? He would just buckle. He wouldn't even turn up. You'd, you'd put a sickie that day. That's what he would do. If it was Henry, we'd say annual leave, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or sickie. He'd put a sickie the, uh, the morning of. Or he'd pull the COVID card. Which is uh, which is a good card to pull up this uh, this time of year. I think the uh, I think the best thing to do in this situation uh, to whoever it might be is try and play it down, uh, rock up to said function, and try and get as many of the top end uh, people who are in charge of the uh, the company and or business and or said person who asked you to play as drunk as possible. So that they forget the day. <laughs> I was going to suggest alcohol as well. <laughs> I think you want to be just memorable enough. You want to have a couple of moments, don't you, where it's like, oh, that's a player of quality. Another way to lesser expectation would be to turn up ruthlessly hungover yourself. Let everybody know that you're a social presence, that this game doesn't mean that much to you, therefore demeaning the level, like you're better than this, you can rock up hungover, play the hungover card. And then if you still do well, couple wickets, couple runs, you did it whilst on a hangover. That's got to be impressive. I'm going to be brutally honest here, but it's a no-win. It's a no-win situation. I'll tell you exactly why. And I, I'm hoping you are going to agree. If you rock up and do well in that game, you're a show-off and everyone's going to hate you for it. If you rock up and you don't do well, you're not the cricketer that everyone has been saying that you are and you're embarrassing. That is the only outcome of that situation. So to whoever it is, good luck. He's got to leave the company, doesn't he? <laughs> He's got to leave. This is it. This is our advice. If you are ever in the situation where someone asks you to play a workplace cricket match and you believe that you may be too good for the standard, but you probably might not be on the day, call it. Disappear. Yeah. Uh, in injury three days before or sicky. That's all we can say. Don't, if you play the game, that's your that's your fault. We take no responsibility. So the the Ealing cricket has said whatever happens, don't play. The only thing that can save you is Mother Nature, and it absolutely hoons down with rain. That's the only way out for you in this situation. So, like I said earlier, good luck. Ask ECC anonymous, please. What are some ways to bounce back from having a bad game slash performing poorly on the weekend and feeling like you let your team down? I've got the answer for this. Is yours also get ruthlessly drunk? That shouldn't be my response to everything, but... No, it is. Um, <laughs> to whoever that person is, it's very simple. Find yourself a company game to play in. Get yourself in. Make an impression. Do well. <laughs> <laughs> and then all they'll do is they'll talk about you at work and you're a hero. <laughs> yeah, you need a good confidence booster. I would recommend playing a last man stands game, um, either Barn Elms or at Richmond. They seem to work a treat. 
or a company game. The only risk of that, Lee, is let's say you're in a real malaise. It's going really badly. No runs in a work game. Then you really aren't the player you thought you were. Listen, you're asking me for my advice. I'm just saying company games are the best place to get to get confidence. And then obviously people talk about you at work. And if you do well, you just, you know, you're a great person. There's good things to chat about during the week. So, yeah, find a company game. That's my advice. <laughs> and if you really feel like you let your team down, um, I think once again, it's just, yeah, quit. Quit the game. Quit your job. Get out. Quit your job. Quit your job. Quit the game. Do something else. Get really good at, I don't know, darts or something. Where you can just play with yourself. Play with yourself. You can play with yourself. This is this is good advice, by the way. This is good. This is good. <laughs> uh, in all honesty, um, uh, seek help. Seek help. Another. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is there any point in us doing all of these if, if it's just going to be like either conflicting advice with previous ones or telling them to quit their job and their life and the game? <laughs> Listen, it's so good. We're being on. Honest. If people want us to help them out, if, if they don't hear the truth, they don't have to listen. You can fast forward the, uh, the RSPCC, but if this is not for you. Okay. Uh, and finally, we do have we do have one final one. Uh, to Mungo and Lee. Hey, lads. I hope this RSPCC finds you both well. I've recently gone on a date with a girl. She is lovely, but doesn't set the world on fire in the looks category. Pardon my French. She does, however, own a car and said that she would drive us to the beach and also states that if I am good to her for the summer, that she would invite me to her villa in Ibiza. That means, do I have to be committed for two months to someone I'm not entirely committed to, or do I abort the mission? Tough one. Uh, Stick it out. Guaranteed awesome summer. Uh, See how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say do the right thing. You just got to do the right thing and string her along for a couple of months and get yourself to a beat <laughs> You've got to do it. I'm sorry. You've got to just do the right thing and just do that. Okay. No, bo- no there's absolutely no point telling her how you really feel and explaining that it, you don't think it's going to work out long term. That's going to help nobody. Um, get yourself to the beach. Uh, to everyone listening, I think do the complete opposite of any advice we give any agony on questions on this podcast because at the end of the day, the decision is yours. But it'd be a great summer. God, I think that's all we got time for, or all we're going to allow time for, um, or all Milo's given us time for. That's the end of Agony oh, Arts. Really? I know. Really? I could do Agony Arts. I could do them for days. I could do them for days. And we want to do more. Keep sending them in. If you enjoyed the segment, let us know. We appreciate the feedback. We always appreciate feedback. We're halfway through the season. We're loving doing the podcast. Thank you all so much. As always, we do not say it enough. We do not say it enough. And that's all from me. That is all for me. Goodbye. Or good night. Good night. Good night. The Ealing Cricketer.